Welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you build a productive, profitable wedding or event business. Here's your host, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. It's Angela Profit, your event and productivity therapist, coming to you from the heart of Music City in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Weddings Unveiled, professional tips and secrets on wedding planning and event design, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the event industry, what we have learned from them, and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the hospitality industry. Today, I'm joined by the best communications and event consultant in the business, Allison Burry. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. I'm so excited to share some of our past experiences together. We've definitely been through some unique situations over the years. What are we discussing today? Today, we are talking about patience and how just deadlines matter but having patience with clients who are super crazy busy professionals. This was definitely a very fun wedding, and they were an extremely fun couple, and we love them to death, but they are both very busy, and they both kind of let others control their time a little bit. And A little bit? One of the things that was... The first and probably the last thing time that I will ever experience this was the day before their wedding, I had the dress designer, well, not the designer, she was doing all of her alterations, and she was texting me nonstop the day before their wedding that she still needed to do the bride's bustle, and she didn't finish her hymn, and so she's just bugging me, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm texting her, I'm trying to get the bride, what do you want me to do? And so then the bride uh, texts me back finally, and she was like, can you just go do it? And I call, I look at Angela, I'm like, is she serious? Like, she wants me to go put on her wedding dress for her? And so I ended up, I had to go to the hotel and pick up her wedding dress because we figured out that my height, flat-footed, was how tall she was going to be when she had her heels on. And so I did, and I picked up her dress, and I took it to the seamstress, and I put it on. And she hemmed it and did the bustle with me in it. And then I took it to the bride and she wore it the next day. I mean, it was so funny. And we have a very good relationship with the lady that did her alteration. So she and I are just laughing. And I mean, it was the funniest thing that I've ever done. And I couldn't believe that she was okay with me putting her wedding dress on the night before her wedding to get the alterations because she didn't have time. So it was definitely a fun day. And I mean, they're just a fun couple, but nothing was... Nothing was ready on time, and they they didn't really have any concept of time. Ever. (laughs) Which, I'm not a big deadlines girl either. I I don't love deadlines, but in the world we live in, and especially in the industry we, we work in, deadlines are important for shipping purposes. And yes, you can overnight and and run the FedEx bill up, but it can be very, very, very stressful. And so, again, we loved, love, love this couple. But there were so many things behind the scenes that we were like, are you serious? And so a couple things that happen, uh, again, just remembering deadlines is not in their vocabulary. And they would change their mind weekly about, like, not just small decisions, but, like, major decisions. 
And as planners and designers and executors, like we need to know if you change your mind. And so a couple things, like the, the morning of the wedding, like stuff just kept appearing at the loading dock at the venue, like with our name on it. Like, where's Angela? Where's Allison? Where's Angela? Where's Allison? And like, I mean, these huge ass chairs and I mean, they were beautiful, but I'm just like, what is all this crap? And I kept getting text messages from random people like, oh, by the way, we sent chairs to the dock. And oh, by the way, can you come back to the hotel and pick this up? We attempted to pick up everything the night before at the hotel like we normally do. Not a single thing was ready. When we went there, it was like a party because they had taken over several floors of the embassy suites in downtown Nashville and they were an African-American family, and they were so cute because we walked in, and the parents were like, these are, this is our white wedding planners. <laughs> and so we stuck out like a sore thumb. But they meant it, like, in a really fun way. They had T-shirts made. They had buttons made. I mean, they were just, they were such a fun group, but they just did not have anything together. And so we're like, okay, we'll come back tomorrow. So that morning, it's like we were piecemealing things together, and their list of personalization and the things that they wanted to provide was quite long and quite the list and so for example like the table numbers like we had table numbers and then she changed her mind the night before and overnighted them and then they had my wrong address and so the table numbers weren't delivered so we had to get one of the girls to drive to UPS and basically stalk them to get the table numbers just a few hours before the wedding started then the seating chart that was printed on this big pretty board it was done the afternoon of the wedding like the bride was finishing it while she was getting her hair and makeup done and then it was printed at fedex and another girl had to go pick that up and i was fully prepared to just have one of the girls stand there with the ipad and tell people where they were sitting i was fully prepared to not have a board um, and then the, the, the worst of it all, though, like the bride during her dance with her dad, which was towards the beginning of the reception, she was texting me from her cell phone. And I'm standing there watching them and I'm getting texts from her. And I'm like, does somebody have her phone? And I look up and that girl is texting me from her phone while from she's the doing dance floor. from the dance floor with her dad. And the poor sound guy, oh my gosh, like the bride was back there in the booth, like trying to tell the sound guy what to do because they were a musically inclined, lovable couple. And so they had put together all these remixes on an iPod and they had all these dances that they had choreographed, which was super cool. But I thought the sound guy was like going to have a heart attack. Um, but even before all of that, the ceremony, I think, started, what, an hour and a half late? Oh, yeah. It was extremely The worst. Time. Yeah. The worst that I've ever had. Thank God it was not a seated dinner. It was stations. There was a seating chart with table numbers, and they did make it. And she had a celebrity guest. Um, what was he on? American Idol. American Idol. Reuben. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was a nice big teddy bear in the beginning. <laughs> But then as we and then as we got more behind and more behind and more behind, the more pissed off, pissed off, pissed off he became. So he sang at the ceremony. Then he came over at the reception. 
And his agent and him and some other guy kept talking about how they wanted to go out in downtown Nashville and experience Nashville. And they were getting angry. And we were, like, trying to offer them food and drinks and just keep them happy because we were running so behind. And the other really funny thing, well, it's not funny, but um, the day after the wedding, we got an email from the dad saying, where was all the gold flatware? Which they had asked us a month or so before the wedding to price out gold flatware. And she told Allison she didn't want to pay for it, which we understand gold flatware is expensive. Well, they just failed to tell us that they had a groomsman drive to Alabama because she found the gold flatware on her own. The day before the wedding. Just a tad cheaper. Now, let's talk about gas and wear and tear on your car, right? Yeah, the day before her wedding, sends a groomsman to pick up the gold flatware, bring it back, and the groomsman, like, brings it in this tub, sets the tub on the dock, and never tells anyone. So when the dad emails and says, how come the gold flatware was never used? I'm like, what are you talking about? So one of us went back the next day, which was a holiday, and there was the gold flatware sitting on the dock right where the groomsman left it. So these are things that, like, we cannot read your mind. Like, as good as we are most of the time, like, we were not mind readers. And so that was something that, I mean, I felt awful because that poor groomsman had to even return it to Atlanta or uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And so then the dad's like, well, maybe they won't charge us for it since it never was open. Like, out of the packages. You know how flatware comes after it's been washed and sterilized and all that in nice packages? And then he wanted me or the venue to, like, reimburse him, which was not happening. Um, So, but at the end of the day, like, thank God this venue is used to our work and familiar because we work there frequently. Because if they, if they, if that was the first time they'd ever worked with us as planners, they would have thought that we were the most unorganized, last-minute girls on earth. And they probably would have never, ever, ever wanted to work with us again. And then the final finale, which was funny, was the fake exit because she wanted to change into this really tight, sexy dress (laughs) and get, like, the older church people out. And so at this venue, there's a specific elevator to go up and down, and security is tight, tight, tight. And so while we're getting guests going down the steps, Allison's trying to change her into her dress. Which... The dress, it was very cute, but it was extremely tight. And it, for all of the, the ladies listening, it was the kind of dress that has a zipper that, or a seam that's like a, around your waist. And those dresses are the hardest to zip. Like to get the zipper past those seams is so difficult. And especially when the dress is as tight as hers was. I'm not kidding you. We had four people in there. I, when I walked in the room to help because people kept radioing me that they needed help, I walk in, she's laying face down on the floor in this dress, and there were three people in there already, like, holding it together. There were two girls holding it and one trying to zip the zipper up. So I walk in, and I'm like, what do you expect me to do? And it was just such a nightmare. So they finally get the dress zipped, and they notice with the lighting that you could see through it. And so everybody's like, well, what do we do about that? And so, and especially with, like, the photographer and their flash, like, it would have been a nightmare. And so one of our team members 
ended up having to take off her bra and give it to the bride to wear so her dress wasn't see-through. And she did not have a backup bra, so she's walking around the rest of the night, like, completely braless, and the bride had it on. It was so, I mean, it was, it's really funny to think about Priceless. Now. But it was just such a cluster of everything that, like, and it wasn't even things that went wrong. It's just these, like, little things that kept coming up that were just comical. I mean, the bride, she's hilarious. She was laughing at it. She thought it was funny. So, luckily, everybody had a good sense of humor. There's other people who probably wouldn't have handled it so gracefully as she did. But we got her dress on and, meanwhile, are trying to get all of the guests down for this fake exit outside. And we had maybe 200 people and one elevator to get them down. And there was not a stairwell. Like, the elevator was the only option to get them down. And it took an hour to get them all off the dance floor and into the elevator. And there was this huge line into the lobby. And then we get them downstairs and all lined up. And then we had to get them all back up. I mean, it's literally like herding cats. And one of them will start to stray away because they were all drunk. And then it took an hour. And it was such a nightmare. And everything was so (laughs) behind. And it was just something that we will probably never agree to do again because logistically it did not work out very well. But once they got back upstairs and we turned it into a club night atmosphere, they danced their little honeys off and continued to drink and drink and drink. And I think the bride and groom forgot that they had booked the day after session with the photographer and so I get it. I don't remember if they texted you or me, but we one of us got a text the next day, basically like, "Please cancel my hair, my makeup, the wardrobe person," because they did not feel well, so they could not do the day after shoot. They ended up doing it what several months later. Um, it was, it was in the fall when we did it, and that wedding was in the summer. It was a very long time afterwards that we <laughs> finally finished the shoot. Because they kept putting it off, but there was a lot of a lot of things that went wrong and that happened. But it was kind of really funny, and it was a fun experience, and we learned a lot from it. But Angela, what would you say your biggest <laughs> takeaway was from everything that happened? Oh my gosh, we've got to be more persistent with deadlines. And even though our contract says like seven days out, we cannot accept any more change and we're nice about it, we've got to be more persistent. So be persistent about deadlines so that the stress level can be much lower and don't have the type of experience that we had with this particular wedding. Great. Well, Angela, can you share with our listeners some of the different products and resources you have available to help wedding and event planners? Absolutely. You can visit the blog on the website, and there's lots of great articles and resources available there which it's angelaprofit.com. You can sign up for tips and resources and be part of our email list. We'll send you all kinds of juicy details. We do webinars and live events, so watch social media for more about that. Awesome. Well, Angela, thank you so much for sharing your valuable advice with us today. I can't wait for next week to tell more of our incredible experiences together. And thank you, Allison, so much for joining me. And thank you so much to our listeners for joining us today on Weddings Unveiled, professional tips and secrets on wedding planning and event design. Tune in next week to learn more from our past experiences. 
If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with other wedding and event professionals. Be sure to subscribe today so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Weddings Unveiled. I'm so passionate about helping other event professionals, and with my background in psychology, I appreciate that our best selves develop from real-life situations. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for more tips on how to grow your business. And if you have a question or an unresolved issue that you want guidance on, connect with us on angelaprofit.com. For more valuable resources, again, visit the website. And until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Weddings Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time for more insights to help you build a productive, profitable wedding or event business. For more great resources, head over to angelaprofit.com.